Welcome to the Rancho Cordova podcast. My name is Charles Lego and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're delighted to be speaking with Jennifer West, film commissioner for the city of Sacramento. Quite honestly, just lay it out on the table. I want a yearly $250,000 incentive and that's just for the city of Sacramento. Then I take that and I go to the county and I say, okay, county, will you match this, right? right? And now then I go to Rancho now. Cordova. If somebody comes and films in your city, right. will you offer a $50,000 rebate? Right. In Folsom, will you put up right, 50000 right. So then pretty soon we actually have a substantial right. rebate program here in Sacramento and that's what brings production. Jennifer oversees all filming that comes to the city and the region actually in general. She facilitates on behalf of the city with producers and everybody else. So Jennifer, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. So you have a great job. The mm -hmm. title is the Sacramento County Film Commissioner, which is very grand. Let me correct you. Yeah. It's just the Sacramento Film Commissioner. So oh, not county. Not county. So I work for the city of Sacramento. But I represent the, the county. county. Okay. So your title is the Sacramento Film Commissioner. Correct. Well, that's yes. still a yeah. great title. No, it's a great title. So let's start off. What What is a film commissioner and what does a film commissioner do? Um, so film commissioners are a liaison between the production and the actual filming. So um, uh, lots of times we deal with people or productions coming from out of town. I'm the first call they make. Uh, they want to know what types of locations we have. How can I assist with their locations? Um, obviously, getting permitted. Um, you know, assisting with local crew if they need hotels, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm just basically a liaison to the production to help in any way I can as the local person. So you're the representative for the city. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then or the region at, uh, as a whole because we do have so many different jurisdictions right. Right. in the region uh, with all the incorporated cities and the unincorporated Sac County. So it's, you know, helping them sort of get through, like, who's going to give them the permit, who do they need to speak to, those sorts of things. And then on the local level, um, I'm here to assist local filmmakers as well and the film community. Right. Yeah. And we'll get into all of that. Yeah. What would you say are, is the, the biggest attributes that Sacramento has when it comes mm. to attracting filming? Um, I would say number one are our locations and diversity of locations. Uh, you know, we've got the rivers and we've got um, the actual downtown core, which could be, you know, any city USA, that type of thing. Um, but then we also have great crew. So that's kind of one of the things that um, I found, at least, uh, when I start. I, I'm just celebrating three years in the job. Um, and it turns out we actually have a great crew base. Yeah. So it's a bonus for people because when they're coming into town, if they're coming from Los Angeles or San Francisco, they don't want to bring all of their exactly. crew. They want to hire as much local as possible. So. And having produced those myself and mm -hmm. produced them out of town, that's where the expense is. Absolutely, yeah. So um, Sacramento touches other counties. So we touch Placer County, mm -hmm. Yolo County, El Dorado County. Mm -hmm. So El Dorado County, Placer County have their own film commissioners. So Correct. Kathleen Dodd and Julie uh, for El Dorado. Mm -hmm. And then Julie Johnston mm -hmm. for um, Placer. Placer County. Mm -hmm. So how do you guys, do you guys all communicate? We do. do. talk? We do. I mean, we, we jokingly call ourselves the trifecta because we're like these three power women that you know all work together right. in order to bring, you know, not only bring and production Kathleen, here. Kathleen's been there 20 
five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Right? She's she's our big dog that we look up right. to. Um, that's taught me a lot in this position. Right. Um, but yeah, so we all work together. If I, you know, if somebody calls for a location that I can't provide or we don't have something like that, <clears throat> I'm constantly sending them to Julia and Kathleen. Do you and compete? vice versa? Do you compete? I don't think so. I mean, I. I I mean, our jurisdiction down the hill is completely and totally different than anything in the foothills or in Tahoe. Um, I think that, you know, Julie and Kathleen, even they both have parts of Tahoe, one south, one north. So I don't, you know, I don't think that, um, you know, they, they're just different. We all have right. different things. We, you know, yeah. Placer's got the, the great ranches and the rolling hills and they do a ton of car commercials up there. You know, Kathleen's got, you know, she just had Top Gun um, in the snowy mountains and all of that. They both touch Lake Tahoe, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Kathleen has South Lake Tahoe and uh, Julie has. Uh, and then you North. have the city. And then I've got the city. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is a statewide film commission called mm-hmm. the California Film Commission. Yep. So tell us about that. What do they do, and do you work with them? I absolutely work with them, yeah. and mostly because um, they're sort of like so. The the affiliations that where I look for help or where I look for advice are the California Film Commission, just because they're the gold standard, right? And their people are amazing, and I've got my great contacts there. And then we have what's called FLIX, which is Film Liaisons in California State, and so those are the larger county regions um, that are involved with those. Um, so those. Those are kind of like my two affiliations. So I work with the California um, Film Commission a lot because the city of Sacramento has a lot of state properties. So, you know, somebody says, oh, I want to come and just get some B-roll film or, you know, some shots around town. Well, I have to say, okay, be careful because you can't actually shoot the state capitol without their permission. That's a state oh. property. So they would need a California Film Commission Even permit. the outside? I mean, as long as they stay on the sidewalk. Yeah, they But can. the second you step Inside, on their property, right. that's state property. Oh, okay. So yeah. if someone wants to film at the Capitol, for example, yes. mm-hmm. that would be the Film Commission, the California, California Film, film Commission. Film Commission. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then it's a different police force, so it's you know CHP as opposed right. to SAC, you know, okay. PD. Um, so yeah, so and then of course there's Sutter, Sutter's Fort, and then in Old Sacramento we have lots of different properties, as well as um, I deal with California Film Commission when anyone's talking about roads or bridges, right? Okay. If it's a state road or a state bridge, so the Tower Bridge, which is iconic, obviously everybody coming to Sacramento wants to film that. Um, that is a state property, so it requires a California state. Oh, it does. Permit. Mm-hmm. That's half of yours, right? Because the other half is yeah. West Sac. Yeah. So anytime it's it's gets confusing. There are so many jurisdictions, and that's why I think that this job is so important because people just think, oh, we're just going to you know close a lane on uh, Tower Bridge and drive across. Well, you've got West Sac PD you've got to deal with. You know, you've got uh, Sacramento PD that you have to deal with. You've got the state of California and their permitting. Caltrans has to approve. So it, it wow. can become quite involved. And yeah. does the Film Commission govern all the film commissioners or not really? Uh, me personally, no. Um, I have great relationships with the other permitting offices. Uh, I've been working with Folsom quite a bit um, and Elk Grove. And then I'm meeting with Sac County as well. Um, and my intention is to meet with all of the different offices within our region uh-huh. to sort of bring our policies, practices, and procedures into alignment so that it makes it easier for people when they're filming in the area. Like, you know, um, to just sort of have one standard, yes. A permit is required for filming on public and private property. But there are the littler, you know, cities that are like, eh, 
you can do what you want. You right. know what I mean? So right. it would be nice if we could all get together and decide on yeah, one I set of rules. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Elk Grove has a film office. Yeah. They, they do. do. I mean, most of the the smaller ones like Galt or Elk Grove, you know, they're um, and even Sac County is technically a business office. So you're just getting a business license nice. because anytime you're filming, you know, even if you're filming on private property, the use has now changed. Right. It's not a private residence right. or a private business anymore. Um, so the film permit actually allows that different use. OK. Yeah. So how would you describe the economic impact that a production brings to a city like Sacramento? It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the California Film Commission just came out with their, you know, uh, report, you know, where it's, um, it's dollars, you know, for every dollar in, it's, I can't remember the specifics, I'd have to look at the report, but it's like something like a dollar 75 comes back or something like that. So it's significant. And, you know, with the local impact where you're hiring local crew, you know, they're spending those dollars right, and we're gonna, right back in this community. And we're yeah. gonna talk about each step, but for someone who's listening who doesn't really understand the economics of film. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's why- hotels, food? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hotels, it's food, it's local crew, it's, you know, you know catering, um, it's rentals, yeah. you know, if you're renting a car or you're renting yeah. a uh, location, right. right? So all of that money goes right back into our community and it's, um, it's, it's, it's amazingly, I can uh, definitely attest that making the film is a very expensive proposition. <laughs> it is. So we're going to get a lot more into the workings of your position mm -hmm. as a Sacramento Film Commissioner. But on this show, we get to know everybody first. So tell us a little bit about you. So let's. Oh, you don't want to know all. about me. I, well, we do. So where were you born? Oh, my Who goodness. were your parents? And oh tell us gosh. all about that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Wow. Okay. Um, I was born in Bakersfield, California. You were? Yes, okay. I was. And ironically married a, uh, a Bakersfield boy. You did? I did, but I, so my family moved from Bakersfield when I was 18 months old. Okay. So we, we moved to the Bay Area. Um, my parents um, bought a property on top of a hill in Saratoga, California, Very before nice. Saratoga was, we were dirty hippies, is what I tell everybody. So bought it for $100, it's worth $2 It was, now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, I think they bought it for like, um, in 1972 for like, you know, fifty thousand dollars or seventy five thousand dollars something now, that yeah. is <laughs> yeah and um so anyway yeah i grew up basically on a mountain and wow. uh, barefoot dirty wow. you know we were you know playing in creeks and hiking in mountains and um and what did it was your fantastic do? uh my dad's an architect and um so he was just starting out his practice uh when we moved to saratoga and uh, my mom, you know, stayed home. There's four of us kids, so she stayed home with us. Um, when I was about, I think I was five when they split. Um, and then we moved down into the city. My mom and uh, my brothers and sister and I um, moved down into San Jose. And then a few years later, my mom remarried. She um, and uh, she married a man that had a trucking company, and they were expanding from um, San Jose into uh, the Central Valley. So okay. we moved to Lodi. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Lodi is probably. Where, I mean, it's obviously where I spent most of my my growing up years from like fourth grade until high school. 
So high school was it Lodi? High school Lodi High. Yeah, yeah Lodi wow. High Flames. And yeah. how was high school? Did you like it? Was it was great. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was a small town and it was just a lot of farming and kind of one of those small towns where like you knew exactly what everybody's parents did and they all had something to do with the community. It was like this parent was the doctor. This parent was, you know, ran the pharmacy. This person had the everybody grocery knew store. Everybody? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty small. When I left, I think it was only like 36 or 38,000 wow. people. Um, so it was a very close-knit, small town. But to be honest, you know, as a teenager, I couldn't wait to get out. And college was really my only ticket out. And where was college? So I went to UCSB. Oh, nice. um, yeah, which was obviously uh, great fun. It, um, you know, I, I found out very quickly that uh, my high school education wasn't the greatest. No. <laughs> it was like I had straight A's all through high school and I get to college and I'm like, wait, what? Like I wasn't, you know, so I wasn't the best student. Let's put it that At way. At college. At college, yeah. yeah. Um, I got through it, but it was a struggle for me. I was never one of those people that just got straight A's. So I had to work very hard for every C right. I ever got. So UC Santa Barbara is a good school. Yeah. Yeah. What what were you, what did you want to be when you left? What was I mean, your career goal? You know, I, I don't think I knew at 18, and that's no. why I don't think anybody does at 18. Right. Um, but I started in economics because I was always good at, um, you know, math. And... Um, and quickly failed out of that. <laughs> it was it was just a little bit above my head. Um, but, you know, it took calculus and all that good stuff. So wound up switching my major to psychology. I took one psychology class and it just made sense to me. And it was like, oh, I get this. You yeah. know, I, I can totally see how this tracks. Right. Um, and I was fascinated with um, one of my favorite classes was like brain and behavior. You know, like how everybody's brain... It, it just, like, we learn differently, we process differently, like, all that stuff. So, anyway, it was a great experience, had a wonderful time, and then, you know, graduated and thought, well, now what am I yeah. going to do, you know? Um, and I had a friend at the time that was um, living in Los Angeles, and she worked for a studio and said, hey, the, you know, head of production finance is looking for an assistant, why don't you come down and interview? Oh, okay. So you went from college straight to the film industry. I did. I mean, I think I was after college. I stayed. I always worked um, in uh, as a lifeguard, um, and for all through college, I worked at the Four Seasons Biltmore and ran their children's program and all that. So I think the summer after I graduated was still just working at the hotel, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then you worked at New Line Cinema. Right? Yeah. So Is that's that where the, I landed. Yeah. That's the first job. That's yeah. That was the first yeah. studio, um, and just. I, I, I can't even, like, when I look back now, I just go, wow, my luck, right? You know, I mean, it, it was back in the day when it's just, and I don't know if this business in general, it's like who you know, right? So I landed in this job at New Line Cinema for the head of uh, production finance. and um, Which is a powerful job. Yeah. and funding everything. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was interesting. So, um, you know, I just sort of, like, got up to speed with, like, what is this business I'm working in? So I wasn't one of those people that, um, you know, went to film school or really loved film and wanted to be in film. It was just for me, it was a job, right? But I liked it. Obviously, I love the atmosphere and my my boss at the time would, you know, take me um, sort of as his date because he didn't have a partner at the time. And so it was like, I got to go with him to all the red carpet events wow. and the rap parties and all of that stuff. So I was really fortunate. Wow. Um, but yeah, so he took an interest in me and said, you know, I think you can do anything in this business. What do you want to do? And he handed me a budget and he said, anything you want to do, 
I will point you in the right direction. Like, who gets that, you wow. know? I mean, super fortunate. Um, yeah, and so... So what was your career trajectory at New Line? Um, so I worked for him as an assistant, and then I went into post-production accounting, and then I went out um, into actual production accounting. Wow. Um, just as an assistant, um, my first was a movie of the week that a New Line had been doing with uh, Bob Saget. It was called Father and Scout. So I was uh, the assistant accountant on that movie of the week. And then from there, it's just, it's crazy how the business works. Like you just, you hear about somebody else is working on something and you throw your hat in the ring. And so from, you know, father and scout, I went to Batman forever. Like all of a sudden now I'm on a studio. And always in the production, in the accounting Production side. accounting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it just, it, it made sense. I liked it. I was very fast at what I did. Yeah. and. That sort of reputation got me, you know, so the you next the job money. and the next job and the next so job. So you watched the money fly out quicker yeah. than you could blink. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So what films did you work on? So Batman Forever. So Batman Forever, and then I worked on um, Oliver Stone's Nixon, um, which was fun because that was actually their production studio was down in Santa Monica, um, so it was just a great environment. Um, and then I worked on what did I work on after that? Um, uh, oh gosh. Forever, Oliver Stone, and then I did um, I did a location shoot for my best friend's wedding in oh, Chicago, yeah. um, and that was great because you know everyone talks about being on location and you make so much money and per diem right. and all this right, stuff. Right. Well, now you know why. Like we were working six days a week, you know, fourteen hour days. Your one day off on Sunday was like sleeping, sleeping, yeah. or like grocery shopping, yeah. or laundry, no, no, or me, whatever. I, I mean, yeah. it was just, you know. But but that's what I loved about the business was just the fast pace, right. like you know, get in, get out, and uh, and on to the next thing. Like you know, I think it takes this type of personality that just you're always looking for the next thing um, because it is exciting. Like oh my gosh, I'm going to be unemployed. Like what's my next job? You know, and that sort of flutter it just yeah so um i work in that world and i uh -huh. work with actors so i'm their manager representative uh -huh. so because of that and they're, they're well known so off i go and then all of a sudden you know i'm across the room from brad pitt or <coughs> you know Excuse any me. number of movie quote unquote movie stars right i was first you, you know you're very impressed but then mm -hmm. who cares right <laughs> yeah so did you meet did you get yeah. that sort of experience? Yeah, I mean, I met Jim Carrey, and that was just like, um, well, on the set of Batman Forever, but that was just very briefly, but, you know, happened to be at a bar with one of my girlfriends, and, you know, so hung out with him one night. Um, George Clooney, um, back when, um, oh, what was that doctor show they were on? Oh, my God. ER. Oh, yeah, ER. Yeah. So him and Noah Wiley came to a party that I was at, wow. and, you know, chatting okay, with them. Well. And, yeah, I mean, you know, at first you're like, oh, my gosh. And but then, then you just, just sort of realize that, like, they're, they're just that's, like everybody else, well, that's right? their job. Right. Just like I have a right. job, they have a job, right? right? Yeah. And I think that um, – you know, you're starstruck, obviously, at first, but right. then you realize that, like, okay, they're just really people. Exactly. You know. And a little crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, some of them tend yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. So then, um, then life mm -hmm. gets real. Yeah. And you move from L.A. Yep. 
so yeah, I mean, when I ended my career in Los Angeles, I, I had come back to New Line and was their manager of television production. Um, and kind of like starting to settle down. I was li living with my boyfriend at the time and we were thinking, okay, when he graduates from chiropractic college, where did we want to live? And really just trying to think, you know, what's our next step really? Right. And at that point, you know, I had been in LA for a number of years and was kind of done with the rat race, to be honest, yeah. and um, kind of knew I didn't want to raise kids in that environment right. and obviously couldn't afford it. Right. So um, yeah, so we looked all over the state of California and my husband interviewed, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but um, interviewed with um, different chiropractors all over. We knew we wanted to stay in the state just right. because our families were here. Right. And um, so, yeah, we we were never even considering Sacramento, to be honest with you. I, you know, having grown up in Lodi and wanting to have just gotten as far out away as I could, I felt like Sacramento was like coming home and right. like I didn't want to do that. So right. we didn't even consider it. But we were staying in Sacramento with, a, I had a cousin that was living here while we were popping out to like, you know, uh, Grass Valley and South Lake Tahoe and while he was interviewing with all these doctors. And um, my cousin drove us through the Fab 40s in fall. And we just fell in love. Right. It was like so you've got to be kidding me. Oh, falling. everything yeah. was turning, and there were seasons. And yeah. so my husband and I, well, my boyfriend at the time, we had um, we had made this list of like everything that this what we wanted from the city that we were going to live in. And as I recall, there were things like um, it had to have big trees, it had to have old homes, um, it had to have small community, but big enough to where it could sustain another right. chiropractor. Well, Sacramento right there. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was insane. And we thought, why are we not considering right. this place? Like, And my cousin, who who had gone to high school with my boyfriend, um, so they knew each other. It was, And she was living here, and I was like, oh, my God, this is just, what are we doing? And so we started to really consider it and uh, made a few calls. My husband interviewed with a chiropractor in um, Carmichael. Uh-huh. And got the job, and we moved here. Wow. Yeah. Same for me. I mean, I lived in L.A. and Palm Springs. Yeah. I would go between. Uh-huh. And then you just get – I mean, Palm Springs was nice, but it's yeah. very hot. Yeah, yeah. So that gets real – yeah, you know, I was there for many, many years. <laughs> you have to like, but then I could escape to LA. But then yeah. LA, the rat race, I definitely relate to yeah. that. I came here, mm -hmm. and I, to be honest, I didn't like it here at first. Yeah, it was, but now I really do like it. Okay, here, yeah. Ours was a we fell in love yeah. from the very you did? get go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think for us, we just saw like this vision of like we want to restore an old home and we want to have lots of kids. I mean, my husband and I fell in love over the movie um, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. He had never seen it when wow. we met. And so I was like, sit down. We're going to watch this movie. And just crying by the end right. and like, you know, this is what we want. Like we want all these kids. Right. And, you know, so anyway. so And when... you have a chiropractor husband? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you never have any aches and pains? No, never. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, <laughs> yeah. three home births at home no drugs yeah wow. yeah i was i mean my hippie roots kind of went yeah. a little deep wow okay <laughs> but uh i mean i had midwives and all of that but uh yeah so no he's uh yeah so he's a chiropractor and has been you know since we moved here yeah. over 20 years ago and i happen to know you have a son that's quite accomplished in hollywood um, i mean he's getting there yeah, he's no, I've, I've seen yeah. his uh his uh 
Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's uh yeah, he's yeah. gonna get there. You know, yeah. you can tell when you see someone, you can tell if they're gonna make I've seen a lot of young actors. Yeah. And I think, Oh, you're not gonna make it. Mm -hmm. But then you look at the ones that are and I think he's definitely going to Yeah, he's I mean, people have said he's got it, whatever it is. Yeah. He's got the it factor. And um he just you know, the thing is is that he he's never wavered. I no. mean, from the time he was two years old he said he was gonna yeah. be on T V. And he likes it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean he he and he would bug me, Mom, Mom, I want to get an agent. I want to get an agent. And because I had worked in Hollywood, I was like, you're not going to be a child actor. Right. Like, no way, Jose. Like, you can, you know, you can do as much, you know, local film or whatever or not film. Um. Uh, theater. plays theater yeah. yeah and that sort of thing and which he did with Sacramento Theater Company he was in Grapes of Wrath when he was I think he was like 10 or something but um yeah so by the time he turned I think it was like 14 or 15 he came to me and just said mom this is what I want to do please may I get an agent you know so I finally um well he got he got, I guess, Cast Images took him. It wasn't like we went out, you know. We yeah. were thankful that Cast Images was able to take him on because at the time they didn't have a lot of um, young boy actors. So um, they had lots of young girls who yeah. want to be actors right. but not a lot of boys. And so. he's living the audition he's, life. Yeah, and, he's yeah. doing it all. I mean, so he so he finally got an agent here. Then he was doing stuff in San Francisco mostly and, um, and then – you know, he had planned to move to Los Angeles uh, as soon as he graduated high school, but the pandemic set him back about eight months. But yeah, so he lives uh, in Manhattan Beach yeah. with my friend Maria, who right. I've known since we lived in Los Angeles. Right. So it was, you know, it was an opportunity that, you know, he could have a room in her house for fairly cheap and, you know, live his dreams. So, but yeah, he's doing good. He just, um, his big claim to fame right now is that he was in um sex lives of college girls which yeah. is the new mindy kaling yeah. show on hbo and yeah. so he had a small bit part right. in that yeah so i happen to know that you put your kids through the waldorf system yeah which goes back again to hippie hippie roots, roots. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you decided that you were going to get into the toy business mm -hmm. um, and it yeah. was to do with educational toys right yeah. you felt that they're just you. yeah so I worked for my husband for about 10 years in the office and pretty much raised the kids when they were little and then um, asked him to fire me because I didn't want to work there anymore but you know then it was like okay now what am I gonna do like you know um, so I I remember going to uh, carousel toys was one of the last like great toy stores in so Sacramento. That, oh, that's here? Carousel yeah, it was toys. here. And um, and I thought, and, and it was like right when the recession was hitting in 2008. And um, and I thought, oh my gosh, if this store ever closes, I'm going to have to open my own. Wow. Sure enough, they closed. And I thought, well, Jennifer, you said it. You got to do it, you know. So, yeah, so I, um, I I never had a brick and mortar. My dream was to always have at some point a brick and mortar, but just online made more sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I sold the Waldorf toy, toys, which are, they're, I mean, they're all wooden and open-ended and lots of imagination that you have to, you know, So you would source them? Yeah, so I, yeah, I would yeah, go to, I had a whole website. I would go to Toy Fair every year wow. in New York. And, you know, place my orders and see the new products and all of that. Wow. And yeah, it was fun. It really was. It was yeah. great. And plus it allowed me to stay at home, you right. know, with the kids while and they were still. you did that for a few years, right? I did that for about seven or eight years. Yeah. 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 
and then life hits again. Life hits think, again, and it was serious. it was time to yeah. you know have some retirement yeah. and uh, have insurance paid by somebody right. else right, other right. than ourselves. Right. <laughs> you know, my and head. you went to work for a city council member. I did. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Harris. I did. So what? <coughs> excuse me. What did mm-hmm. you do for him? So I was technically his executive assistant, but I also did um, all of his events. So um, one of the big events that uh, our district was in charge of was Pops in the Park. So I produced the concert series every summer, which was four concerts in four different parks. And then we added um, a park up in Natonis where we also did it. So what could – he was a – was he a long-term council? Is he still there? No, he no, he got um, he, uh, what's that called? He got redistricted out. Oh, okay. Sadly, um, but he was fairly and, influential though, right? Because I yeah. kind of looked him up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not only influential, but he's just a great guy all right. the way around. I so mean, you he learned, was, so you learned the workings of City Hall. Yeah, and you know, interestingly enough, it was I thought, wow, this is very similar to the entertainment industry, right? right? Like, not not my boss, but the egos and the the tempers and the power, and the, it was like, oh my gosh, like this is very familiar to me. So I think it was easy for me to navigate, right? Um, that kind of thing. But you know, I always appreciated that Jeff Harris. Um, you know, he he never had any aspirations to go higher. He truly did just want to serve his community. Right. And he felt that this position in city council was the closest that he could be to, like, really, you know, reaching down and still shaking the hands of his constituents. Right. And, you know, in my opinion, did great work. Yeah. yeah. And you did that for, like, five years? Five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any other jobs with the city or did you? So, right. So before, um, I worked for Jeff Harris, I actually started, um, working at Camp Sacramento, which is the city's family camp up in the Sierras, um, excuse me, up in Twin Bridges. And the only reason I even applied for that job was because we have a cabin right next door to the facility there in Twin Bridges. And so I thought, well, this would be great. Like, I'll work at Camp Sac in the summer, you know, and get to live in my cabin and the kids and all of that, which was great for the first summer. Um, and then in the winter, we would come home. We had a, a winter office down at um, uh, the Meadowview um office down there but you know so the for the first summer it was great the kids were like oh this is so awesome so i was the assistant camp manager and then by the second summer the kids were like yeah we don't really want to go up yeah and i was like then i found myself up in my cabin all summer by myself and i was like well this sucks like i don't want to do this back to your hippie room yeah exactly yeah so anyway so after two years of that job so i started with camp sack in 2013 and then quit at like november of 2014 so i'd been there two full summers and then um and then i thought well i'm just gonna take some time off and figure out what i want to do and then i got a call that was like so-and-so said that Jeff Harris is looking for an assistant. I recommend you. You have to call him. And then it just like yeah. this. So sure enough, right. January of 2015, I was working for Jeff. And so. now here we are. You're yep. heading up film production on behalf of the city. Mm-hmm. How did that job come about? So <clears throat> the the film commission position or the film office for the past, you know, 30 years had been in Visit Sacramento. Right. And... Um, 
the I would say the community sort of came together and said, you know, we want a full time film commissioner because Lucy was only part time. Right. Um, you know, we want somebody dedicated to this industry right. here in Sacramento. And so it really was the the people that came together. I know that um, Lori Peterson was pretty involved in that. Uh, she's with CFAA, um, <clears throat> you know, and some other local so CFAA is. Um, oh, I always get this wrong. It's a. Uh, uh, Capital Film Arts Alliance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lori Peterson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and other filmmakers. So they all kind of came together and said, you know what, this is what we really want. And so there was some restructuring going on. And so they decided, okay, the city was going to take on the film office and open a new office within the city so itself. So they put out a, um, a job posting uh-huh. and you applied and you got it. Yeah, Okay. did. So you started in January of 2020. Mm-hmm. We started here in January of 2020. Okay. So I definitely relate. Yeah. You got off to a nice start. You're, oh, my God, I love this job. January, February, boom. I really like it. Then March COVID. 12th comes along, yeah. and boom, everything shuts down right. for the little thing called the pandemic. <laughs> so that must have been a little devastating, uh-huh. I would think, right? You start yeah. a, a kind of a dream job, and yeah. then it just – and with, with uncertainty. Because mm-hmm. nobody – I remember back, nobody knew, right? They yeah. didn't know if this was going to kill everybody. Right. It was going to yeah. wipe out the world. Right. So it must have been a little – so what were you thinking back there, and how did you adapt? Um. So – Obviously, not knowing. I, I think my biggest fear was, oh no, they're going to lay me off. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. you know, last hired, first fired. Because a lot of people got thing. laid off. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I think there were a lot of those concerns. Fortunately for me, that didn't happen. Um, but I just really took that time. I mean, I went home and took that time to lay out a plan of like how I saw the office, how I wanted it to be talked to different people obviously had to learn how to use zoom (laughs) for the first time um and and really just uh kind of did a listening tour but through zoom you know talked to a lot of people and then through that began developing the website which i knew needed to be the first asset um just so people could find us so people knew who we were so i'm familiar with your website and i have Mm -hmm. to say it's a beautiful website thank you it's definitely it's a i mean i look at it that's so funny because i just i actually just met with DeKalb County um, yesterday. DeKalb County is like Atlanta, Georgia, right? right? And they're calling me saying, hey, we have this, you know, we're, we're going to do our website, but we come across yours and we love it. Can yeah, we talk to you about it? I'm beautiful. like, wait, you're Georgia, right, you know, like, right, I'm right, Sacramento. Right. How is, but it was, it was nice no, to no, hear. No, no, it's a beautiful, it's a Thank very you. well-constructed yeah. website. Did you do that? Yeah, I mean, well, I had. Did you physically do it? No, no gosh, you, no. You um, we hired Mercenary yeah. Creative Group, okay. and they're fantastic. But you. I had to do all of the backbones yeah. and figure out what needed to be in it. And... Now, I know what goes into that. And anybody who hasn't taken a look, even if you're not in the film business, mm-hmm. I think you should take a look mm. because it's all things Sacramento. Mm-hmm. I looked through your location list. Mm-hmm. And what was really impressive to me is you have all the neighborhoods broken down right. by neighborhood. Yeah. And you have pictures of beautiful houses, almost mm-hmm. like an architecture tour yeah. of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, did you come up with all of that? Like yeah. you, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I also worked with, so I had a volunteer at the time, um, Quinn Gardner, who's now a, a first AD, but he worked with me a lot too, as far as like trying to narrow down the locations that we wanted, you know, so we would spitball and just be like, okay, we know we want the neighborhoods and we know we want the bridges. We know we want the rivers and that kind of thing. But what else do we want? Like, what else are people looking for? What and, is people, what, <clears throat> what would, you have to put your filmmaker mm -hmm, hat on, right? Right. What does a film production need? Right. And then I think that, you know, even now, so three years later, Later, it's time to sort of revisit it and be like, what needs to be added to right. it, you know? But did you go and take all the photos? No. So Mercenary Creative Group had a photographer on staff. Oh, okay. And so, which was fantastic because it was during the pandemic. There was nobody on the streets right, or right. anything. Yeah. And so he was able to get in and wow. do use his drone and, you know, take well, pictures Well, anybody listening forever. to this should definitely check it out. And what is it? Uh, Filmsack.com. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, Thanks. So, um... How long did productions come to a halt for, as far as you're concerned? I mean, I yeah. know on my end, mm -hmm. as a producer and representing actors, mm -hmm. but for you, how long did they come to a halt for? And when did they start getting back to normal for you? Well, so even during the, so it was March 12th through, I think it was June 12th, um, when the governor decided that film was an essential business. Right. And then we were all able to come back to work. Right. Um, but I had been June working. June of 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Really? It wasn't that long. Oh. I mean, so I worked on the, you but know. But there was a lot of restrictions though, right? Yeah. But so what I did was even before the governor, you know, decided or, or, started talking about making film an essential business, I was already working and putting together what I thought the county of Sacramento would approve us for, right? So even though I'm the city, it's like, um, you know, you have to have permissions from the county, you have to have permissions from the city, but then also from the state. So I knew that as soon as that order came down that I was going to have to take my proposal to the county and say under these conditions can we film right and um and basically that was you know masked up and distance one possible outdoors mostly right. um and then we limited the the number of people on set right. so i think we started at no more than 25 people on set and then each production and trust me i know because i was doing films um, each production needed a we called them covid cops but mm -hmm. a covid enforcement right person yeah there COVID had to compliance be officer. Everybody, yeah, COVID <clears throat> compliance office, and everybody had to be tested, mm -hmm. which yeah. added a lot of money to the budget because those back then those tests weren't cheap. Yeah, exactly. So that's how it went down. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, it's so as soon as we like, I, I know San Francisco will fight me on this because they say they were the first in the region to open, but I was actually open before them. Yeah. And, and so what happened was because we were able to open literally the day that the governor gave the order um san francisco flooded over to sacramento right. and so we got a pretty great influx right. of people which additionally led to people going wow sacramento's like super yeah, awesome like yeah, yeah keep pitching sacramento but my next question was how quickly well i'm sorry um, was there an immediate rush to production as soon as they said Yes. I mean, I think it there was, right? There was. I mean, like I said, the influx from the Bay Area and it was, you know, mostly commercials. And um, yeah, it, that all just started happening. Now, I think there was a lot more caution, obviously. And people were still like, eh, are we allowed to do this? Should we be doing this? Are people going to get mad that we're doing this? Right. You know, because L.A. had a lot of, you know, blowback because they were you know, filming and then restaurants were like, well, we can't even be open. Why are they getting to film? Right. You know, so 
And the city, obviously, it must have been a boost for them, right? Because mm -hmm. everything was down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no. So you were a hero. Economic in yeah. investment, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the hope, uh, the high-profile TVs and films that have been here. Mm -hmm. And if you say, what's a film in Sacramento? Obviously, Lady Bird uh -huh. is the one that completely comes to mind. Sure. But Greta Gerwig, who was the director, mm -hmm. and is, of course, from Sacramento, and that's why she wanted to come here, mm -hmm. was quoted as saying, and I saw an interview, that she became very frustrated with working with the city. This is before mm -hmm. your time. Before me. <laughs> uh, big disclaimer there. <laughs> yeah, big, huge disclaimer. But she was very frustrated and she was very disappointed because she's from here and she wanted yeah. to film here, which really meant that Lady Bird, everybody thinks it's filmed here, but actually yeah. it wasn't. It's yeah. just the exterior of the house and they a few here. B roll. But yeah. then she spent five weeks in LA mm -hmm. and a week or so in New York. Yeah. Um, and this all before your time. So mm -hmm. what do you think has changed since then? Um, well. Uh, <laughs> no more frustrations, right? I, if she I came here now. Um, so the biggest thing that I hear is, wow, Jennifer, you're so helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Wow, you answered the phone. Right. Thank you. Answering the phone Like, it, you know, yeah. it's it's the customer service, I think, that that is different. Um, the willingness to help production. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the knowledge base of what we have here in Sacramento. Um, but the biggest thing I will say that, you know, it's it's – it really comes down to the bottom line. So from what I understand, Lady Bird only filmed her for seven days. Um, and they were looking for some incentive money, right? And there was none to be had, right? Like, you know, I mean, I don't know all of the issues, to be honest, because I obviously wasn't here. But from what I understand, it was mostly financial. Um, they, you know, probably would have stayed longer if the city had offered them an incentive, which is like a rebate program. So essentially, that's what I'm trying to create right now. Um, and and we're going to talk in a minute. Mm -hmm. I do want to get into incentives. But I mean, she went to L.A. and she filmed. I mean, the high school was Pasadena and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. What incentive programs would she have gotten there? Because I don't think L.A. really offers. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, honestly. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I haven't seen their budget. I don't know where yeah. else they shot. I didn't get too deep into it. Um, I'm just thinking that that's what I heard. But plus, you know, I mean, if they're bringing – I also heard they didn't hire any local crew, which is yeah. a shame. Um, but, uh, you know, or very few local crew. So it's just cheaper because you don't have to put people up in right. hotels, right. right? So obviously if they're shooting in the L.A. area – Or per diem them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you yeah. know. So what other high-profile shows, TV shows, have, can we attribute to Sacramento? You know, I'm not exactly a historian, but um, just, you know, since in my three years, what I've learned and what I don't think a lot of people want to hear is that we really are a commercial market. And, um, you know, we do uh, one to two independent feature films a year. And... Um, and uh, those are, generally speaking, local filmmakers. Yeah. And so those are great because the local film, you know, makers, they hire local people. They're, you know, driving interest and that sort of thing, which is awesome. Um, other feature films come through 
but you know, they're only here for a day or two. We did a lot of reality TV. Uh, we do a lot of documentaries. Um, I joke all the time that Sacramento area has a lot of serial killers. Right. So a lot of the Netflix and HBO shows right. were coming through and, right. you know, doing little snippets And there was a there. big Netflix show with the woman who lived in F Street, you know? The... Yeah. So what is the state of filming today in Sacramento County? Are productions coming here in droves? Are they interested? Can you tell us of any? So, um, obviously, as part of my job, I'm not really allowed to talk about too much. Um, but we do have a feature film, an uh, uh -huh. independent film that's coming, that's beginning production at the end of February. And that will be shooting here for five weeks. Nice. And that's going like to be amazing. Film. It's, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, you know, they don't necessarily tell me their budgets. Right. Uh, they keep a lot. They hold right, a lot right. close to their chest. But no, this is this is going to be, um, it's, it's a narrative based on ish true story yeah, yeah. about homeless yeah. um and so that's coming um and then i'm working right now with universal pictures um they have a film that is going to be coming through sacramento um in the summer so however many days they decide you know they were just here scouting um sunday and monday and um so you know it's just kind of one of those things that like okay well we really want you here so how can i help you you know like do you need local crew names do you need you know uh hotel negotiated rates do you need you know what other locations can i help you with you know that kind of thing and so and then just checking back in with them too like hey you know don't forget about us right, right. but anyway yeah i don't know too much about that picture it right. sounds like they're doing a lot of the filming in stockton they're okay. coming to sacramento they're popping over to the bay area and then i think up north Somewhere. So how does it work as part of with you? Are you is part of your responsibility to go and get the films to come here or are you just here for when they come here? So it's I mean, it's it's tricky because I've only been in this job for three years. Right. So I haven't necessarily and then because of COVID, obviously, haven't necessarily made the connections I need to make right. in Southern California to draw those right. people's names or eyes up here right um so that's sort of like i think in the next few years is something that i'm going to be focusing more on is um but at the same time i don't feel like that's really necessary until we have something to offer and right. quite honestly until we have an incentive right. you know people are just gonna come here because they want to come here right. or because they need a specific look right. right so you know so for right now it's they're coming to me right. and what I'm spending my time doing is creating, you know, this rebate program that I think will be significant in drawing more people here. And am I right in saying that part of your duties as the film commissioner is to attract or to, well, we talked about attracted, but the whole of the county, right? It's not just the city. Yeah, no. I mean, I represent the entire county, so I have an agreement with Sacramento County to represent them in film. Um, and obviously, I represent Rancho and Galt and Elk Grove and Folsom and all of that right. um, at that level so that, you know, I mean, like I said, I have relationships with those film offices or those permitting offices. But, um, yeah, it's 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 even though I'm paid by the city of Sacramento, I look at my job as we all need to have, right. you know, this film experience and it can bring money to all of us. So do you meet with location managers or producers or both? Who's 
Who would be the most important person in a production for you? The location manager? Yeah, it's the location yeah. manager. And, yeah. th and those are the relationships that I have. Right. Um, and those are, you know, the people that I'm always saying, like, hey, don't forget to pitch Sacramento, right, right. you know. And, um, because they and have they their have. own organization, the yeah. location manager. Yeah, and, it, you know, I was talking to a location manager recently, a, a guy, um, and he's traditionally out of the bay but he does pitch sacramento quite a bit which is great right and i was like hey so who's calling you to get these jobs like you know i'm trying to like go further up the ladder like who do am i going to be talking to the agencies am i talking to you know um who's making the decisions i guess and you know how do i get to that person so did he tell you i mean <clears throat> He said it could be the client. It could be he's like he's just made these relationships over the years and years of doing this. So part of it is just having a good reputation, being consistent, um, making sure that everybody has a great experience when they're here. You know, how can I make it easier for you? That kind of thing. And, you know, it's it's beginning to catch on like whatever seeds I planted in the early days and continue to plant are really starting to come back like right. it it feels good it's right. you know when you start to hear like that your reputation is changing right. that people don't just look at sacramento and go oh sacramento or yeah. oh sacramento they don't have any crew no right. now people are realizing right. and the, and the numbers are showing that because right. even though you know i think we had less permits issued in 2022 than in 2021 just because we had an hgtv uh, show shooting in 21 but the the number of local hires that were hired continues to increase so that tells me that people are going oh they do have crew oh they are you know they have quality in sacramento and so i think that reputation is just beginning to get out there so um some cities we've touched a little bit have chosen to have their own little film offices so mm -hmm. Folsom, i know is one mm -hmm. Elk Grove, I didn't know, but I now know. Mm -hmm. Of course, we are one. Mm -hmm. How do you, first, how do you feel about that? And second, how do you work with them? And how can it all work? I mean, I think it's fantastic, right? I mean, I'm there to support them. Uh, they're, they're my people, right? right? And so I rely on, you know, like Sally and Folsom, Sally Buchanan, to say, hey, do you, I just talked to her yesterday. Do you have a contact for, you know, Folsom Dam and Nimbus Dam? Like, I've got somebody who wants to shoot there. Um, you know, and I didn't previously have that con that contact. So she's just another, you know, a wealth of knowledge for me in right. that area. Um, and I think that the more people working in this industry <clears throat> and the more people working together, this is not a competing thing. I think those days are over. I've heard some pretty big terrible stories when I got this job about the competition and everybody thinking, ah, mine, mine, mine. That's not how I look at things. I think my whole, I don't know, reason for being is spread the wealth and let's build this industry. Right. And so the more people helping to do that, I welcome it. Absolutely. Well, before doing coming here, I obviously ran in the film world and mm -hmm. producers and I, I would come across people that would say, oh, let's film in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And then someone would say, oh, no, we're not filming there. Right. And that happened a lot. Yeah. But I never really <laughs> understood why. But I mm -hmm. think what it was, and this is where I think you're cracking the nut and mm -hmm. making the headway, there was no consistency. Here. Right. But now you're here and you've right. set, you've got the website. Mm -hmm. 
you've got the connections, you've got the crew. Mm -hmm. So if I'm making a film here now, I can come and I know that I don't have to bring crew. Right. Because I know that's very expensive. I mean, most people always bring like their the first key. anyway. Yeah, the, yeah, key, the keys. Yeah. Um, and then food. Mm -hmm. I don't have to spend hours looking for caterers. And I don't have to spend hours going from hotel to hotel to see who gets the best deal. Do you do that? Do you get deals with hotels? So Visit Sacramento. So we are still obviously partnered with Visit right. Sacramento. <clears throat> and we have negotiated film rates yeah. um, with them. Yeah. And so as long as they, you know, so people call me, I say, you know, here's our contact for the negotiated hotel rates. As long as they go through Visit Sacramento, that's yeah. the negotiated rate. Yeah. So now let's talk about something that's important to all film producers, and that's <clears throat> incentives. And we've talked right. a little bit about incentives. Mm -hmm. So a little story for me, I, last year I did a, a pretty significant film that I was the lead producer on, and it was done in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And it was done in Pennsylvania because they have, a, I think, 25 or 26% tax incentive. Mm -hmm. So as long as everything that you spend there, you get. So the, the bring back was, I don't know, $180,000 mm -hmm. that would come back right. immediately. Yeah. California does have tax incentives, mm -hmm. But they're impossible to get, I think, they're because the big studios, the minute they're announced, there's 300 million. Mm -hmm. And the minute this, it's announced, boom, the big studios get it. Yeah, and the state of California has been focusing more on um, <clears throat> bringing film back to California. Um, so, like, you get even more money if you are going to film your second you know season or something right. in California so they've been they I mean and listen the the state does great work and they continue to support this program and I think it's fantastic um, but I have heard that it is competitive and, yeah it's fair well yeah. trust me it is mm -hmm. I've tried okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you have come up with an incentive though mm -hmm. right in the city so talk about that so there's two things. So first I'll start with the grant program that I created last year. So last year we piloted a grant program where it was just a $5,000 grant for film production, commercial, student, not student films, short films. Um, and so it was a whole grant process where you fill out the application, it goes to panel, the panel decides, and then the money is granted out. Um, so that's been successful in getting local stories told, which I'm super proud of. The diversity of projects that we got out of that it was incredible. Is um, there criteria as to the oh, project? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's grant guidelines. Has to be a local story, or no? So uh, the guidelines basically were fifty percent of the film or the project has to be filmed in Sacramento. Two of the locations have to be within the city of Sacramento. So because so when you it's say filmed in Sacramento, do you mean in the city of Sacramento? The mm -mm, in the region. In the region. Yeah, okay. and that was just intentionally left vague because you know we just want people to come up to the right, region right. or spend the dollars. But a in couple the of locations in have the city, to be exactly. The so the, okay. yeah, I mean, it's the city's money, right? right we have right. to justify yeah. that that money's right. coming back to us. Right. So they, they better have at least two locations in the city. Um, and so, you know, and then it's, um, you know, you got more points if you had local crew, if your crew was diverse, if you um, if your subject matter was about a marginalized community, that kind of thing. You just it was on a point system. And so because we wanted to tell those stories that don't get told. Right. Um, you know, traditionally, this business has been a white male dominated business. And I'm you know, we're done with that. Right. And we are going to as be inclusive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, inclusive as possible. And it's going to, you know, it's going to start now. Does the filmmaker need to be from Sacramento or no. can he be from L.A.? No. Nope. Oh, yeah. We had several. We had a guy from um, 
I think he lives down in Fresno, but he was doing um, a documentary about the Hmong community and um, the Hmong community and how they're rising in politics and that sort of thing. So he spent a lot of time up here in okay. Sacramento with his interviews. Yeah. So do you still have that going, that grant? Yes. Is it still? Yes, I got it renewed. So it's in my budget now. I hope it stays. It's, um, you know, uh, we restructured it a little bit this year so that the grants were fewer grants, but higher. So they're they're ten thousand dollar production grants now, um, and I get it. Like it's not a lot of money for a filmmaker who's doing a no, feature length film or whatever. But it but, it, but it, yeah. it really is meant to be a local incentive for those people who want to finish their project or you know get started. So or someone whatever. is someone out there wants to do a documentary about homelessness uh-huh. as an example, and they want to focus on homelessness in Sacramento uh-huh. and the surrounding area. Uh-huh. So they can apply for this grant. Mm -hmm. They just show that they're filming here, Mm -hmm. that their crew is local, Mm -hmm. and that they're going to use a couple of locations in the city, Mm -hmm. and they just apply. And if they're successful, they get $10,000. It's a rebate. So they spend the money first, turn the receipts in, and then we issue the payment. And who's the panel that chooses that? So it's, um, let's see, uh, it's a lot of people in the film industry. It's economic development people. Um, and uh, basically, I mean, let's see, one, two, so one, two, I'm thinking, you know, we always try to have like four or five um, uh, panelists, but I would say I would say the majority of them are related to film in some way. But who would they be? I mean, Lori Peterson has always been on my panel, so she's CFAA. Um, who else? Um, just different people, different groups. I've had filmmakers. Yeah. I've had previous grantees. Okay. Um, you know, community members. I don't know if you know who Jason Jong is. He's very involved um, in the okay. in the uh, the Asian Film Festival. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, um, so yeah, so it's just you know people who are community involved, community you know driven right. types of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are there any other incentives that you can offer right. someone come in? So so this is where we started, right? So right. we start with a grant program. This program allows me to track the economic impact of the films or the projects, right? So even with spending, so we only gave them $5,000, but they turned around and spent $25,000 right. in our region, right? So now I can actually track those expenses and I can see exactly how much money um, oh, they goes back into- Oh, they have to show you into, their whole budget. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that's, so the only way to get all this information, right? Because most right, big productions aren't gonna share that information with very you. Clever, yeah. So in okay. order to, you have to give them something yeah. or they have to give you something right, before. Right, right, right. So you know it's, yeah. so you're giving me $5,000, yep. but you know how much I really spent. Exactly. Oh, And okay. so that's the way to track it. Okay. So now I can take those numbers and I can say, now let's create a bigger incentive because I've proven that this can work. Right. Um, So the idea, this was the first year that it my ask actually went in for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And it was it was not not received. um, But they the higher ups said, can we make it work with ARPA funds for this year? So it looks like um, I'll be taking some of those federal dollars that we received from the ARPA funds and creating this rebate program 
for film. And who are you asking in the city? Economic development? Or it's, uh, well, or city I mean. City manager's office? Yeah, it's assistant city manager, yeah. Mike Jasso. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so his, so his idea this year was let's see if we can do with ARPA funds. So, you know, my concern with that is that it need this money needs to be available quickly. Like, right. you know, it can't necessarily be a grant program because by the time you get a panel together, but this money needs to be accessible. Right. So anyway, I'm happy that I'm getting anything. Yeah, yeah. And well, hey, you know, little steps, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll work. Soon you'll have it. a million dollar budget. I I mean, so the plan is, I mean, quite honestly, I just lay it out on the table. I want a yearly two hundred fifty thousand dollar incentive. And that's just for the city of Sacramento. Then I take that and I go to the county and I say, okay, county, will you match this? Right. right? And now then I go to million, Rancho yeah. Cordova. If somebody comes and films in your city, right. will you offer a $50,000 right. rebate? Right. In Folsom, will you put right, up 50000 right. So then pretty soon we actually have a substantial right. rebate program here in Sacramento. And that's what brings production. Okay. Yeah. Another program you developed, I read, was an intern program. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. What is an intern program with you? Um, just well, okay. So a lot of people have a misconception. I, it, the film office is me and me alone, and I have no employees. I have barely have a cubicle to sit in. I work from home most yeah. of the time, but um, you know. I needed to look at like a workforce development program and I recognizing that we have Sac State um, that has a film program. Um, it was just the easiest, quickest way to tap into a workforce. Um, because as you know, you know, people start as PAs, they move up into other things. You've got to backfill with more PAs, right? So, you know, for me, it's not only that I needed help in the office and, um, you know, but also to try and you know, give the opportunity to those film students who are going to be graduating soon, give them an opportunity to meet their community in the real world who might be hiring them. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, uh, the city the city has a relationship with Sac State and has for many years, but I just had to bring on right. the program. So um, in the summer, uh, I hire anybody. It's a small stipend, but, um, you know, uh, I think I had well, I had four interns last summer, um, but in the the fall and the spring, it's a an accredited program through Sac State, so they actually get credit so for you working give them, for me. So an intern comes and you give them some responsibility of yeah. yours. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's it's a win win because I'm teaching them about the film office. <laughs> I'm teaching them about film in Sacramento in general, letting them know that this actually is an opportunity that they could work in. They don't have to leave and go to San Francisco or Los Angeles. Um, and then I'm introducing them to. You know, um, the goal of every internship is to get them out on set or in studio or in broadcast, wherever they want. Right. So I've been making relationships with the different studios. And, you know, obviously, if we have a film shooting is the goal is to get them on as a PA. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, they help me in maintaining the website and actual permitting and location help. You know, with people who call, all of that. Um, So, yeah, so that's been great. I have, um, yeah, so. Yeah. Another aspect which is attributed to you with the economic impact is helping people that live here, Mm -hmm. that work in the film industry to get jobs. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't help them get the jobs, but you certainly push them forward or you make it possible for them Mm -hmm. to be known. 
Um, so tell us, how does that work? Um, I think it's just the hardest part for most people is how do I get started? Right. How do I how do I become a PA kind of thing? And um, there are so CFAA is creating a PA program that they're they just got a grant. Um, I can't remember who gave them their grant, but they're going to be launching their PA training program, which is great. Um, you know, first of all, it's the training that, you know, you need or some sort of learning of what it's actually like to be on set. So all of my interns go through, it's like a PA boot camp program and it's just online, but at least it's the basic knowledge right. um, that they need to kind of get started and how to act on set and what to do and what not to do. Um, but it it is difficult because I'm not a job placement center, right? right? But I try to connect people as right. much as I can. So I'm always interested, like, what do you? What does it mean to you that you want to work in film? You know, I mean, does it mean you know? I think people come out of film school or have this idea that like I want to be the producer, the director, or the writer, and it's like there are thousands of jobs underneath those. Right. If you want to actually work in this business, right. there are lots of different types of right. jobs that you could do. I mean, I worked in accounting for right. God's sake, right, but right. I got to work on some pretty great films. I think what I meant really is back to your website. You uh -huh. have a section within the website. Okay. Which has a crew database. So the, yeah, so it's a crew database, but it's um, so our database is strictly for professionals. It's right. a professional database, and so I definitely, you know, you can you can go on there. The local people do, um, but I'm really looking at, you know, I'm looking at who did they work for. I'm making the calls to check them and vet them and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's hard. There's a couple of people on there that are, you know, like, oh, I'm a cinematographer because I did this short film. Well, I don't want to exclude them. I mean, anybody who's looking for a cinematographer could look at their, resume, you know, resume right. and be yeah. like, okay, no, they did a short film. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it is, it is, a, it no, is listen, an I've asset. Looked through your, I've looked through it and there's mm -hmm. some yeah. substantial people. I mean, there. there's, People are working in this town, yeah. I mean, in this business. And I think that that's just the misconception that a lot of people have. They don't recognize that it's happening here. I mean, I just met with um, a studio uh, recently in town. Um, well, there's, what is it? It's Fathom and then there's Channel. And they're right next to each other in the River District. And, you know, these guys are killing it. They're, you know, like they have Indeed as one of their clients. And they're doing commercials and they're, you know, doing YouTube stuff and it, it's like you people I don't think understand because the story hasn't been told because there wasn't somebody to tell it that film is actually happening right. in this and, and it's film and media right? right it's all different types of media but it is happening here right. in Sacramento right, right. and is there a so does political film making because if you're a politician you're making videos right yeah about psas and does yeah. that fall under yeah. you as well it yeah. does yeah so if a kong if a state we had a state senator here on this mm -hmm. let, roger nilo so let's say oh. he wanted to make a a commercial or a psa or something mm -hmm. about something that's passionate to him yeah. that would also fall under he a has to abide by the same rules yeah yeah. So, <clears throat> so, so we a lot did a lot. Work, so, yeah. you know, the election. So, you know, every few years we get an influx of right. the political commercials and PSAs and that sort of thing. Because there's a lot of that here. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. We do it. We do a ton of. Um, and then that also goes for service providers, right? So you're helping service providers mm -hmm. push themselves. So I come right. to you and I say, <clears throat> hey, I'm doing a film. I need a caterer. Exactly. Do you, so do you actually say, here we go, Charles is catering? 
or do you say here's a list of three? I have to say. I mean, I'm a yeah. municipality. I can't right. say, oh, you should hire this person. Right. That so is a total the, no-no, yeah. so, which is why the website comes in so handy because I can say, here, you know, go to our website. You'll find, right. you know, what you need, which is why I always encourage people to get on there. Like, what do you mean you're not on the website yet? How do you expect people to hire you? Right, right. I mean, and obviously not just through me. People have their own contacts. and can people. Go, so can anybody go on there or do you have to put them on there? Um, no, there's a. If you go to the resources tab, it says get listed, yourself? get listed crew, or get listed support okay. services. Okay. <clears throat> um, no, because then it then it's a form that you fill out. It comes to me. I vet it. You know all of that. If it's a legit biz, do they have their, you know? So you check them out. All right? their license and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And then do you? We talked a little bit about hotels, but do you try and make as the film commissioner to help filmmakers? Do you try and make deals with hotels? Food people or not really? I completely stay out of all deals. Yeah. That's not my job. Um, the Any negotiations are between, you know, the production and the actual business itself, right. which is also why I leave it up. I mean, Visit Sacramento is great at what they do. I mean, they corner the market on, you know, hotel negotiations. So why wouldn't I use them? Why right. would I be wasting my time doing that? Right. Um, but, yeah, so it is, um, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 something that it's easier to point to and say, okay, you do it. But even with like locations, so people will say, oh well, what should I be paying for a location? I can't. Yeah. I can't tell you that. I can. T I can say maybe the average is this or this, but it's not. You it, don't get involved not, in any no. of the financial. Nope. Because then they come back, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I try to stay out of all of that. Well, Jennifer, we're almost at the end of the show, and I have a few, just a couple more film-related questions. So. Okay. And these are just, for me, my interest. Um, Sacramento, I don't believe, has sort of a good international film festival. You know, like Palm Springs Film Festival mm -hmm. or the L.A. Film Festival or the San Francisco Film Festival. Why do you think that is? Um, I, where, where you're, I mean, there are film festivals. Yeah. I mean, I think the organization you just mentioned, don't they put one on? S. No, um, that's you're thinking of um, uh, California Film Foundation, yeah, yeah. so CFF. Why does Sacramento, the capital of California, which is mm -hmm. uh, Los Angeles, is California, the the world mm -hmm. Hollywood? Right. Why would Sacramento not have a good, recognized international film festival? Um, I mean, it's a good question. Um, film festivals also aren't part of my job, to no. be honest, and I think that you know it's really a community so someone just needs to do it yeah. yeah i mean i would and i would encourage that i think that you know we probably have too many film festivals um and it would be great if you know we could do a best of a best of everyone's right. like i mean that's i don't know i mean th like i said this is my job just in talking to different people they were like oh you know what if we took the best of every single film festival and created that festival <laughs> it, as a way to like bring all of those communities together right. because people are very um they they hold a lot of ownership over their film festival from what i've seen and don't want to give anything up right? right and and again that's that mentality that i'm talking about that i fight against constantly Constantly. Like, we have to stop saying mine, mine, and all mine. Right. It's it's really about how do we support no, of everybody? I, how do I, we how do we bring people together in a more kind way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Been there, done that. So, yeah, but it, it really is, it, yeah. it really is going to take somebody from the community to just, just really do to do it. Yeah. But having been one of those people, you do get that resistance. Like, mm -hmm. nobody wants to get involved 
um, within the yeah. film community, not not. Not the city. The cities, mm-hmm. you, you're very, you're supportive. Yeah. But within the film, there's such resistance. It's like, and I think it's what. And you I think say. it's ownership. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's ownership. It's you know, oh, I've been doing this for these many years, and right. this is mine, and I do it the best, and whatever. And it's like, you guys, can we all just work together? You know, it could be so much. You know, if we took, I don't know. I it's going to be up to somebody in the community to do it and to bring all of those players together. Like I was right. looking at. I'm trying to think what city it was recently. I was online looking at theirs, and what they did was they created like a, um, it was like a commission on film festivals, and they were able, they were successfully able to get all of the film festivals to come to the table, and then they all came together, and now they have a great. Well, San Francisco festival. has an organization where they have they organize four or five film mm-hmm. festivals. Yeah. So the gay film mm-hmm. festival, the the regular film, documentary film festival are short mm-hmm. and it's one umbrella. Right. And that seems And to that's be, what I think it's gonna take. Yeah. It really is gonna take that type of an organization to get all of the players together and at the table and participating as one. Yeah. What is the film scene in Sacramento today? So you you run in the film scene and I don't mean people that are coming here. Just in general, what is the film scene here? Is it good? Is it? You, oh, that's such a huge question. What part of, like, what do you Just mean? Just the people. Like, do you mean, like, the people in the film industry? Yeah, are they, are, do they all? I'm, so something's really beginning to happen. Yeah. I really feel. And I don't mean like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a blockbuster film next week. I mean, that's just not realistic. We don't have a soundstage. But I feel like, the community is changing and the community is beginning to come together. And, you know, there's like people are talking about let's do a mixer, let's do. And I just don't think that the local film community has ever had. I could be wrong, but I mean, obviously we have CFAA and uh, CFF. CFF, yeah. Uh, they're so similar. Oh, they no, make the me crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God, the acronyms. Everybody's California capital. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Including us. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so it, it just is like there's like this vibrance, I feel, like is things are starting to vibrate. And, um, you know, people are beginning to come together and work together and be excited about it. So yeah. I think, you know, I think in general – Things are beginning to change. Also, you know, I'll add that, like, some of the production services are beginning to come online. You know, it's uh, we just got our first production um, house, basically, for all of the the expendables and the rentals. So they're they're very, very new. They're called um, uh, kitchen camera rentals. But they also have there's a there's a new company. Yeah. That does cameras. They're, yes. Uh, everything. They do everything. In Sacramento? In Sacramento. Kitchen, yeah. camera, rentals? Yeah, they're brand new. Wow. So they're still bringing inventory online, but um, this is um, uh, Rolando and Laura are the owners, and I think and where are Hillary they? is their partner. They're downtown on R Street. So, you know, I have faith that this community is, like, beginning. You know, I knew it was always going to take – the you know private industry to create or to bring you know obviously i'm not opening a camera rental place right but you know it was just going to take those people to step up and say why do we not have this here let's just let's just open it and they're doing it um and so it's beginning to happen three years ago my introduction here was doing a film Mm -hmm. we shot in stockton and here and 
and we needed equipment, mm -hmm. camera equipment, mm -hmm. and off we went to San Fran to yeah, San Francisco, exactly, which was a trek. Yeah, I mean to to get. Yeah, and finally, we're going to sit here three years from today, and we're going to do an encore <laughs> of this podcast. Okay. And I'm going to say, so, um, Jennifer, what does the film scene look like today in Sacramento? Hmm. What do you think? Well, I think I will already have had the incentive under my belt. The incentive or news of the incentive will still be getting out there. But I have faith that that's going to bring a lot more bigger production to the area. Um, I think that businesses will continue to come online. I mean, another one, we're getting a virtual studio. Um, these guys called Omega um, Omega Cinema have a small studio right now, but they're getting a 4,600 square foot one. So, you know, I think that in three years, those, those businesses will be even more successful and will be able to support an even bigger. And what is this studio? What will they do? So, okay, so I'm not a techie, but, you know, like, um, it's it not like a full, green yeah, but it's, okay. you know, computer, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, put yeah. anything behind right, it, right, you right, know, right. you've got the okay. the cameras that spin, um, okay. yeah. Really? There's one coming here? It's coming, yeah, yeah. and so, you that's, know. That's what you need, though, to yeah. attract the bigger production. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, they, I think they were supposed to sign their lease, like, in the next few weeks. So, um, you know, it'll take them a while to get yeah. bring, get online and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, I think things are happening and it's very exciting. And so in three years, I fully expect to look back and go, oh yeah, remember we talked about, you know, this production house, look how well they're doing now. Right. Oh, remember we talked about right. that studio? Oh yeah, they're right. killing it. And by the way, we've had Netflix mm -hmm. here. Yeah, filming. yeah. I yeah. mean, Netflix has been here, but right. <laughs> not a series. But they've, a series, they're yeah. doing the series. Exactly. And just quickly, we touched on, do you think we should have a soundstage here in this area? I mean, it would be helpful, um, yeah. absolutely, to have What's a cover set. What's a soundstage set? to you? Is it just a big warehouse yeah. with sets? Yeah, something that you could build sets in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got it's tall enough to have the rigging. Right. Um, you know, you could, it's got the, it's got the roll up elephant door that you can drive a car in and right. do a car commercial. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be awesome to have something like that uh, with production studios and, you know, um, I mean, I have grand let's plans. Say, let's say Roger Cordova mm -hmm. said, hey, we're going to build a soundstage. Yeah. They could if they wanted right. to. Do you think everybody would then get so, to, like, well, oh, would Sacramento, oh, it's Roger Cordova. Like, no, I mean, everybody would, I think that it yeah. would be used. Yeah, useful. I think the the the. Di most difficult thing with having a soundstage is who's going to drive business to it right. and who's going to run it, right? right. So right. you kind of have to have those connections right. of, you know, being able – it's not just build it and they will come right. because what's your return on investment right. on that, right. Right? right? I mean, you really have to have somebody well, have who knows the what they're out. doing yeah. that has the connections that's going to drive productions to it where it is going to be constantly being rented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you uh you thinking about it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Raphael and I. We're you gonna, just kind of went. Gonna, I saw your eyes kind of go off, and I was no, like, yeah. I tell you who could, Roger Cordova. Yeah, I yeah. mean, why not? Yeah. You have the space for it, right? Yeah. So we have been speaking with Jennifer West, the film commissioner of Sacramento. Jennifer, thank you yeah. for being here. Um, for now we me. always end our podcast if you've listened oh. with a series mm -hmm. of little fun questions. Okay. So I'm going to tempt you, and if you'll do them. Okay. So here we go. 
So what is one word that best describes you? Driven. Driven. If you could be one person for a day besides yourself, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh, uh, I think I would be my husband. Yeah. Because um, I think I would be nicer to him after that. Yeah. Knowing how much of a handful I am to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm a pain in his butt, right? right? And so I would be like, oh, my gosh, Jennifer, be nicer to your husband. Right, right, right. Yeah. So see... Yeah. So you would want to be him to see what a pain you are. Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> what is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, oh, I think slow talkers. Yeah. <sighs> my people, brain is like, yeah. you know, my brain goes so fast and so when people talk, so I'm like. <laughs> people ask me this question and I think, what a stupid question, but uh, I'm going to ask it okay. anyway. What is your favorite film of all time? Um, Gosh. Probably it's a wonderful life because I wonderful felt, life. It's a wonderful life, yeah, yeah. Because I fell in love with my husband over it. Yeah. We named our daughter Zuzu for God's yeah, sake. Wow. Yeah. So I'm at the West household, mm -hmm. and I sneak in and I look through Netflix. You know, you oh. can see what you watch. Mm -hmm. What am I going to see the West family watching? Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. Well, we did White Lotus recently. I enjoyed Bad Sisters. Um, I don't know if those are even on Netflix. I get them all confused. Yeah. But um, on Netflix, HBO, we, you know, we. My husband likes to watch a lot of um, music documentaries. Um, that would be Showtime. Yeah, he watches um, uh, a lot of car shows. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know, and then I watch a lot of like home improvement stuff. Yeah. You know. And almost there. Do you have any hidden talents? Mm. Um. I used to be able to do this thing with my arm where you start with your arms behind you and then I could like dislocate my shoulder and bring oh, it all the way over. It was like my gross. party trick. Yeah, I can't do it anymore. Well, though. you have a husband that'll fix it, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. No, other than that, no, no I'm, I'm an open book. There's yeah. nothing to hide. And finally, what project are you working on today that you can't stop thinking about? The incentive. Incentive. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, that's your I mean, main... we literally just found out, you know, I, I found out on Tuesday at our staff meeting that, okay, now we can use ARPA dollars for this incentive, at least for the first year. So incentive. I'm excited. You pulled so the incentive I'm, off. I'm You're almost there. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like a dog with a bone. You know yeah. what? I'm going to go after it. And when I want something, I get very singularly focused. The thing that you said that makes the most sense about the incentive mm -hmm. is to bring in the other cities. Yeah, absolutely. That have the money. It's going to be Rancho, hugely important. Folsom, yeah. Elk Grove, they mm -hmm. all have money. And the county. And the county. Yeah. Well, that's about all we have time for. We've been speaking with Jennifer West, the Sacramento Film Commissioner. Jennifer, thank you for your time. Thanks for having me. It was I fun. truly appreciate it. I know yeah. you're busy. And I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Me too. Well, there you have it. Thank you for listening to the Rancho Cordova podcast. And until next time.